Hi guys! Alright, so before I get into this, we're just going to do a little bit of an introduction while I'm still semi-sober. I am just about to start uh, uh, degrading my body in a hot second, but I figured I'd have a couple of, you know, a, a moment or two just to, just to chat and uh, have a moment as I'm adjusting everything so that I can just sit down and kind of just do what I need to do uh, for this promised drunken podcast. Um, I want to thank everybody, first and foremost. Uh, I woke up bright and early on uh, on Saturday. Like at 8.30, you guys just... There was a bunch of people who apparently listened to the podcast that day. It like doubled my numbers on that particular day. So thank you so much for all you who listened or at least put in the effort or whatnot because it 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 really made my day. Um, and it was great, you know? I, I have no... I have no words. It it was it was wonderful. Um, what else? Okay, so I got my hair cut, which was cool. Um, by a fantastically, uh, I'm assuming gay individual, good guy, name's Dustin. Uh, gave me a haircut that uh, I I really kind of dig. But it, when I got home, I realized it was kind of like one of my friend's haircuts a bit, or at least resembled it a little. Um, was trying to go for the La La Land, um, Ryan Gosling look, and maybe it'll grow into that. Um, but for right now, you know what? It's a new look. I kind of dig it. It's kind of got like a lot on the top. I can swirl it to the side and it looks really nice. And I have that little, uh, curl to it, but you know, I, I'm actually pretty happy with it. It looks good. It was a lot better than this like shagged mess that I was just kind of dealing with, you know? So, um, you know, cool. It all worked out. Um, uh, what else? I don't know. Um, we're just rocking along. Uh, I'm waiting on some news on one particular audiobook. I just finished another uh, that I'll be telling you guys about in the not-too-distant future. Uh, once they approve it and finish it, you know, I'll have, I'll have books coming out the wazoo. And so on. Um, no new emails, which is sad, but that's okay. Um, and if you ever need to, you can send me a line at accordingtostupid at gmail.com or uh, you can send me something on the Twitter. I usually try to follow up on that sort of thing and check it out and make sure that everything's happening the way it should. And, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna... I'll be back in a little bit. And this little, I'm gonna put a little break here. And uh, I'm gonna go get drunk, and then we're gonna go read the Bible. It's gonna sound like a good time, I hope. And maybe you can compare and contrast where I sound uh, between now and there. Alright. Cool. Rat. Hey guys, uh, I've been drinking a little bit, um, so, uh, uh, what'd I do? Okay, so yeah, I, uh, put in, uh, no, I put it, I put on the Netflix, I put on the Netflix some, um, uh, like some of those nature documentaries, like, uh, it was Africa, uh, with David Attenborough and whatnot, holy shit, I love that stuff, um, so, just telling you right now, uh, and I'm gonna save you some trouble of watching that show, I love it. But there's some pretty sights, and I think I need to go visit Africa at some point. But uh, what you should check out, uh, if you want to see some ugly-looking creatures, uh, look at the shoebill bird. That is an ugly fucking mad-looking animal. It looks like a pissed-off mother uh, who, you know, saw their kid just take a dump in a really good pie. Like, that's what that, that animal looks like. Also, if you like for the first five minutes, just watch the first five minutes of the second episode of Africa on Netflix, um, and you'll and you'll laugh because there's just a bunch of wildebeest just jumping off a cliff, 
not not a high one, but like to a river. And it's just the klutziest thing you can imagine. And it's really hard not to laugh at that shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I'm just really um, morbid in that sort of way. But uh, yeah, so that was what I was doing while I was getting my drink on um, with this episode. And it's going to be rad. Um, so let's see, where are we at? So uh, I took a shot and I had like two amarettos and Cokes and I'm working on a beer right now. So... I'm not like, oh, fuck, I'm gone, but I'm, I'm certainly can feel the juices working on inside my stomach places and my liver taking a beating a little bit. Um, you know, I probably could have done one more, you know, uh, some sort of alcohol and Coke or whatever, but I think this is sufficient enough for me to get kind of where I'm going to, you know, do my thing and stuff. Uh, yeah, so um, let's see how that goes. Okay, so we're on chapter 23, and that's going to be cool. Uh, chapter 23 of Exodus. Fuck yeah. Um, all right, let's begin this shit. Let's see how long it goes. I might go on a tirade. We'll find out. I'm really excited. Uh, thou shalt not raise a false report. Put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good rule to have. In fact, I just suddenly thought about this because I saw it yesterday and it reminded me. It's a post on Facebook about this guy. He was a teacher, right? And uh, he uh, went to prison for like a decade or some a stupid amount of time, like a really long time, a very long time, uh, because a student of his claimed that he raped her. And then after like 10, 15, whatever years, she's like, oh, yeah, that didn't happen. And then he got sent free because, you know, they couldn't prove one way or the other. And it was like, eh, well, it looks like you're going to prison. And, you know, they had a picture of him just like crying at his desk. You know, right? You know, you're innocent or whatever, and yeah, understandable because you know you got this fucking student who you want to just—if you didn't want to just beat the fuck out of them before—you just want to pound your fist into their face and in the ground and stuff like that until you're just beating wet chunks of bone in your fucking hand. Cause fuck that bitch. Um. So, uh, yeah, this is a good rule. This is a good number one rule of don't bear false witness, motherfuckers. If things happened, you need to be able to say that you actually did it. You need to feel good about yourself, and you don't need to be telling people that you that something happened when it didn't. You All for the fucking course of money and just mean, eh, you gave me a fucking C or some shit. Fuck off. You need to fucking take responsibility for your life and not put good people in bad situations. Oh, man. I've only started with the first verse of this, and I'm already pissed. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Uh, neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. Uh, I got I began the first part, and I got that, but I don't remember the second part that well. Um, thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Uh, semicolon. Okay, well, I can get behind that. If you're like, uh, I don't know, maybe don't be a part of a gang to that is, uh, you know, spreading evil and, and gang shootings and uh, doing bad things. You know, no more. Don't do that. Uh, neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. Uh, thou speak in a cause to decline after many. I don't know. I don't know what the second part means, but it means that, you know, don't be a part of a group that's doing evil. I can get behind that. 
I think we all can. Uh, neither shalt thou countenance a poor man in his cause. Uh, oh, I guess it's like, you know, don't judge a poor man where he's at. That's a hard one. I've done it before, accidentally, probably not to his face, but in my mind, I've been like, man, he probably fucked up, or he's, you know, he needs to, you know, pull up his bootstraps or whatever. But this rule here is just like, hey, man, don't judge the poor dude. You know, he, this might be his first day out there, you know, or it might be his 20th or his third year or something. You know, he's, don't judge a man for his journey. Sounds like the way it's going uh, for number three. Uh, if thou meet thine enemy's ox or his ass going astray, <laughs> uh, thou shalt surely bring it back to him again. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, you might hate the guy, but the ox or the ass didn't do anything. So you might be, you know, we're, we're trying to rebuild bridges here, man, and that's, and that's life. You might hate the guy, but you're, it, these animals didn't do anything. And maybe to rebuild bridges or at least make a rickety one to go like, we don't walk on that bridge that much of friendship, but at least we, you know, can get to a point of honoring each other. It, it's a step in the right direction. And even so, you don't want to be like, uh, these were mine or whatever, because that makes you the bad guy. Take that step forward. Be higher up. Do good in small bits if, if this happens, you know? I'm in. That sounds like a good rule. Okay. Uh, if thou see the ass of him that hateth thee lying under his burden, and wouldst forbear to help him, uh, thou shalt surely help with him. Okay, so if he's got a donkey uh, of some guy who hates you, who's carrying a cart, or him, the bad, the guy who doesn't like you, um, and is having a hard time, you should help him. Okay, I can get behind that. That's fine. That's good. I mean, if you know a guy is just not liking you, maybe you need to just put yourself out there to be, you know, a better guy. Maybe you need to do something that is like, hey, man, I'm just going to help you out. You might not like it, but I need to help you. And that's so far the nice little rule of these couple of chapters I've been doing. Help people. Help people out. That's fine. That's good. That's a good message for the Bible. And if that's the big message, I could totally get behind that shit. Uh, But maybe that's it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're only in the second book. There's probably a lot of stuff that I'm going to disagree with here in a bit. Uh, thou shalt not rest the judgment of thy poor in his cause. Um, okay, well, maybe, uh, maybe this is one of those, uh, you should, uh, not, uh, not try to, I mean, help the poor, but not, like, if he, if he's the way he wants to be, don't help him out of it. Like, don't, just because he doesn't make a lot of money doesn't mean he isn't happy, maybe. You know? Just because he's not making, you know, six figures doesn't mean he's not having a good life. Uh, maybe I'm reading that wrong. Uh, keep thee far from a false matter, and the innocent and righteous slay thou not, for I will not justify the wicked. Ooh, that's a good one. I will not justify the wicked. Fuck, yeah. Okay. Um, keep thee far from a false matter. Okay, so, you know, if it's not your circus, not your monkeys, stay away from it. Uh, and the innocent and righteous slay thou not. Fair. Don't, if they're not a part of the thing, and if they're good people, and they're, they're, they're doing the, the rules that is laid before the things, don't kill them. 
uh, for I will not justify the wicked. So if you're the guy uh, going about just offing people, but you're still a religious person, and if you're still um, uh, going for the Bible and stuff, um, you, I, God is like, I will not justify you in that. Now, he'll probably justify you in several other things, uh, but uh, if you're out there going and killing people, I will not justify the wicked. Man, that's a good line. I like that one. 23-7. Fuck yeah. Uh, and thou shalt take no gift, for the gift blindeth the wise and prevent perverteth, oh, and perverteth the words of the righteous. Well, that makes Christmas really hard. Um, thou shalt take no gift. Well, I mean, there, there, there's like a, a, a politeness, right? Like uh, if someone offers you something, oh, you shouldn't have. No, you don't have to do that. No, 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 no. And it, maybe it's just a polite thing. But um, still, it, it, there, there's really not a lot of... Uh, uh, fuck, what's the... Uh, misinterpretation of this. Uh, keep the... F uh, oh, no, uh, that would take no gift. Um, for the gift blindeth the wise and... Uh, perverted the words of the righteous. Okay, there's a lot of different uh, words for gift. Like a uh, gift meaning money, maybe a gift meaning present, maybe a gift meaning all sorts of things. Especially like politically, a gift usually means like a like a bribe, you know. And maybe that's it. Maybe uh, take no bribes, and maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, for the for the bribe, you know, the gift, this like, hey, blindeth the wise. It makes you unhumble, makes you see the world differently than you should have, um, and perverteth the words of the righteous. So if you're corrupt, if you're taking money, and yet you're still doing good stuff, but you're doing stuff on the side, it's gonna it's gonna break you down, man. It's not gonna be a good time. Okay. Uh, also, thou shalt not oppress a stranger. For you know the heart of a stranger, seeing you were strangers in the land of Egypt. This is a repeat of uh, something I think I read like two chapters ago or a chapter ago. It's nice to have a re repetition of this, being like, don't oppress a stranger. Don't be an asshole. Um, and there's people who do. I mean, for, for views and glorification and just to be an asshole. Uh, but don't oppress a stranger. You can meet them. You can make friends, whatever. But don't oppress them. Don't, you know, out, go out there and Shanghai them. Um, and six years thou shalt sow thy land, and uh, shalt gather in the fruits thereof. But the seventh year thou shalt let it rest and lie still, that the poor of thy people may eat, and what they leave the beasts of the field shall eat. In like manner thou shalt deal with thy vineyard and with thy olive garden, assuming you have both, or the restaurant chain. Um, so, I mean, God's all about sevens, man. The seventh is a rest year. Uh, very much so. Um, so if, uh, you know, you work for six, you can take the seventh off, man. You've worked your ass off for six years. The seventh year should be a year of rest. I'm all for that. I'm not sure how that works exactly, but apparently economically you could, you know, six years of saving, seventh year, you can, you can just live. Just, just fucking live. And that's Okay. Uh, six days shalt thou do thy work, and on the seventh thou shalt rest, that thine ox and thine ass may rest, and the son of thy handmaid and the stranger may be refreshed. So the entirety of the community, it sounds like, can take just a day to just not, just not fucking worry. From Monday to Saturday, 
you're working. But that Sunday, you get a nice reprieve. You get a day of uh, recollection. You get a day of recreation. Recreation, exactly. You recreate yourself. Um, and and that's good. You need that. Because if you, have you seen those people that work their asses off and they don't get a break and they complain to you? That's about the first things out of their mouth, too, being like, oh, man, I get a day off and, like, you know, 14 days of just straight working. I worked, you know, eight hours a day for 14 days straight, and I get one day off. And that seems to be the way of things these days, and I'm not really proud of it. But, uh, I mean, I used to remember kind of somewhat days of that where it was like, I worked for, you know, 10 days or 11 or 12, 12 days straight. And, dude, I'll tell you, at about nine, there, there's, you're not getting a lot of milk out of that cow. Um... I'm not going to lie. And that 12th day is just the slowest fuck. What, you know, the last day, the whatever day is the slowest thing you're ever going to run into. Right? It's just the, oh, please end. And then you just hope to God for some sort of rest. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're keeping the seven days. So seven day rest. Uh, and in all things that I have said unto you, uh, be circumspect, okay? And make no mention of the name of other gods, neither let it be heard out of thy mouth. Oops, uh, I fucked that one up several times, talking about Zeus and Buddha and Muhammad and um, uh, Krishna and Vishnu and um, totem poles. Uh... Yeah, twenty three thirteen. I'm I'm probably gonna get a tongue lashing in the afterlife. Uh, three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year. Yeah, I don't know if I've done that, but I mean Christmas and Thanksgiving, I might be able to count, and then I'm gonna assume Saint Patrick's Day. So I'm pretty good. Uh, thou shalt keep a feast of unleavened bread. Thou shalt eat unleavened bread seven days as I commanded thee in the time appointed to the month of Abib, for it, for in it thou camest out of thee uh, from Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. Uh, okay. Again, the unleavened bread shit. But it sounds like you're going to eat unleavened bread every day which is probably the cheapest and easiest thing, and it's probably the only thing they had. There was no Pop-Tarts. There was no Totino's pizzas. There was no nothing. Um, so, I mean, unleavened bread was the, was the meal of the, uh, the the Old Testament. That was just the thing. We have water, we have honey, we have milk, and we have uh, 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 manna, and we have unleavened bread. That's That's what we got. So it's not that hard when you're like, eh, I'm having unleavened bread today. Um, and the feast of the harvest, the fruit, first fruits of thy labors, which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, which is in the end of the year, when thou hast gathered in thy labors out of the field. Okay, three times in the year shall all thy males uh, shall uh, wait. Uh, three times in the year all thy males shall appear before the Lord God. You know, for a guy who's you know omnipotent and can see everything um i mean we're always present aren't we so i mean do we go outside i'm here and then you know they go inside after a minute um i don't know uh thou shalt offer thy blood the blood of my sacrifice and with leavened bread 
Uh, neither shall the fat of my sacrifice remain until the morning. Um, so if you cut bread, you better fucking eat it, I think. Or burn it. Uh, the first of the first fruits of thy land uh, thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not seethe a kid in his mother's milk. Uh, okay, so uh, first fruits, meaning the firstborn of the, the things. So maybe if there's a young goat, uh, if he's still milking his mom, that one doesn't count. Okay. Fair, I guess. Don't want to kill him too early. Fuck. Uh, behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Okay, so we have uh, we have a supervisor, which is nice. Wish he had a name. Uh, wish we knew who he was so we could report to him. That'd be nice, but we don't. So here we are. Uh, beware of him. Oh, fuck. And obey his voice. If I heard it, I might. Provoke him not. Again, if I could hear him or see him or whatever, I might. We'll see what happens. Uh, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Okay, so follow him if you have an angel somewhere. He's, uh, he's, speak to him as you would speak to me, you know, that, that sort of, uh, higher management sort of skill. Um, but again, you know, the, I don't know where that angel happens to be, and there's really no answering to him, so it's really hard for me to send him a letter going, hey, I know I have some back pay I gotta take care of, but, uh, I'm gonna work on it, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak... Then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Okay, so now we're getting that one's nice. I like that one. Uh, twenty uh, twenty three twenty two. That one's nice. It's very godfathery, right? It's very cool that uh, you know, if if a man like you should get enemies, then he will become my enemy. Sort of sort of stuff. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that great? If you follow in the Lord and you do as He says. Your enemies become his enemies, and he shall smite them down with the sword, and they shall become, uh, they shall make his wives widows and his children fatherless. Neat. Um, very nice. Uh, for mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Pezzarizites and the Canaanites and Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Rad. Uh, so it doesn't matter. If he's an enemy of one of my guys, I will end him. It'll be a great time. I will cut them off. They shall be rent as wheat from the field. Awesome. Uh, thou shalt not, uh, bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Okay, this is going to be a fun one because a lot of people seem to follow this as we have to smash everything else as opposed to being, you know, a person of peace and things. So we're getting to various different messages of be good to your neighbor and so on, but, you know, if he's serving another god, break down his entire temple and burn it to ashes. Um, as opposed to live and let live sort of thing. And, and circumcise him while you're at it. Um... Uh, well, I mean, we have a very jealous God. That's that's what we got here. Uh, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and will take away sick, uh, take sickness away from the midst of thee. Well, I'm, I'm assuming my doctor would do that, but it's not bad to pray for it too, right? Um, 
There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Okay, fair. 23, 26 is nice. It's a nice little promise. I have nothing wrong with that. It seems like a good thing. I Who doesn't want that? Uh, I will send my fear before thee, and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. Ugh, not, wait, not everybody. I want to meet some of them. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. Oh, well, okay, fine. You know, if I don't have someone I like, then you can banish them away. and Or at least get them, you know, out of my sight. And I will send hornets before thee. Oh, sweet. Specific, though, isn't it? Why not bears or um, wolverines or things? I mean, hornets are bad news no matter where you are at, but, you know. Which will drive out the Hivite and the Canaanite and the Hittite before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against thee. Huh. That seems odd, right? And 28 sounds cool, but then 29 sounds like an economic weirdy. Um, <laughs> if you want them driven out, I, you know, you gotta fill out a form. There's a really long wait, and it, it takes a year for me to get those hornets together. And even then, I, it's to protect you from, from, from fucking plague and, and, um, fuck, what's the word? It's, uh, blight. That's it. Some blight, uh, of the land and, and animals just fucking like crazy, just fucking each other so much and then you're just covered in rabbits and so on it'd be bad uh by little and little i will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land again a very jealous god we follow him in that sort of way if you are jealous and you hate this particular person if you are not in all about that uh if you are uh just asking god for the potential greediness of just having someone else's land or just moving someone else out of that land, that land will become yours. So he is a god of jealousy and invasion, it sounds like. To me, I think. It sounds like in a couple little tiny notes in here, and maybe it comes out a little bit differently in the, the New Testament. Maybe Jesus spreads out a bigger message of, hey, uh, um, God's mad? I'm not that guy. Uh, I am not my father. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get there eventually. It'll be a very long, long road, but we'll get there. Um, and I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea, even unto the Sea of the Philistines, and from the desert unto the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and thou shalt drive them out before thee. Oh, again, invasion. So from the Red Sea to the Philistine Sea, which I have no idea where that is, but I'm assuming it's very eastward, very much in the east, and all that little land, and anybody who's living there, fuck them and all their timeshares. They can fucking rot. I, the god of your people, will rend them asunder and send them eastward, like we did, well, the white man did to uh, the Native Americans, and went, keep on going to your feathers float to the west, yes, please? And I will do that. No wonder we're so fucked up in the head with this god going, hey, that land, that's promised to you. This is the promised land. And anybody who's living there, except for you, uh, will be sent 
sent out and away and bad because they're bad. We don't know about them. We have no knowledge. They're strangers to us. And we will rent them from what God has spoken in your head to be promised. Hmm. Interesting. All right. We'll assume it's a thing that maybe these Hebrew folks are good folks and everybody in there is bad and bar uh, barbarians of sorts and raping and pillaging and and doing bad things to to puppies and kittens and and cute little animals and their their fucking bison and um and uh, uh, uh they have their toilet paper uh in a weird direction and uh they they don't put pineapple or they don't believe pineapple should belong on pizza. I'm on that. I believe pineapple belongs on pizza. Fuck off. Uh, thou shalt make no covenant with them nor with their gods. See now, how am I supposed to make friends with people who have different in, uh, opinions? It's really hard for me to do this now. My whole podcast, this whole idea is to build up some amount of truth and starting with the Bible and moving on to other sort of religious texts and trying to find some sort of medium ground and to make some sort of, I don't know, not in a covenant, but but certainly a, a, not a confederacy either, but like a, a gathering, a conference of a bunch of people with like mindsets and to come to one possible conclusion, which I'm pretty sure the only conclusion is don't be an asshole, ultimately. And try to help each other out when you can, if you can. That'd be nice, right? And if that was the book, if that's the pamphlet, fuck, I'm done. But this particular god of our gods, the one, the person, the, the Christian god eventually, the Hebrew god currently, and I'm assuming he travels over, is he to say to, that anybody who's worshipping any other god should, we don't make any sort of covenant, we don't make any promises, it doesn't mean we can't talk to them, nor with their god, we don't make any promises with them, that's fine, we don't have to. But it just kind of makes it sound like we don't belong anywhere with anybody who thinks differently. It's really tough, right? Ah. Anyway, uh, thou shalt not dwell in thy land, lest they make thee sin against me. Oh, okay. They shall not dwell in thy land, lest they make sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it will surely be a snare unto thee. I don't know. I really don't. The god of tits and wine is always a welcome presence in my home, I think. And I think he should be around most of the time. Right? Now, I don't know about the women god. Is it the god of cocks and, and uh, uh, god and cocks and wine, maybe? Or, I don't, I don't know, shoes and wine? It, 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 that seems to be the, 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 the generalization. And yes, it's slightly sexist, I understand. But if you want to make it sexy on the other end, it's just football and beer for guys. Fine, I, I hit both genders. Um, but now it's definitely don't talk to people who don't worship the same as you. For a religion of peace, and I'm assume, and I've heard that Islam is the same. It seems very strange to me that we should only hold this one God accountable for all this. And if you look at someone else's idea of paradise and heaven and whatnot, that it is not a good thing. They might have some good shit going. You don't have to accept it, maybe if you don't want to. But if you start doing like, you know what? Maybe that's some uh, good ideas of being. You know, sometimes the Buddhists are like uh, they don't they don't believe in uh, by ending their life with material possessions because it's just them and people and moments. I think I think that's the the jumbled up shitty American dumb first world idea that I have of that religion. Um, but here I am with this. I need to drink some more. Um, huh. Great. Okay, so that was okay. That was that was number twenty three. All right, we got another chapter. Okay, here we go.
I'm gonna I'm gonna take a drink first. Hear that? I don't usually drink that way. I'm just in a rush, a little bit. I'm gonna take another drink. It'll be great. Okay. So, uh, Exodus chapter twenty-four. Okay. Uh, and he said unto Moses, "Oh, so we're getting back into the story time." Uh, come up unto the Lord, thou and Aaron, Naba- Nadab, who the fuck is he? And Abihu, again, who the fuck? Is- and 70 of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. Okay. Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders, so 74 of these guys, are going far off and worshiping the Lord. For reasons I, you know, go far off and worship me. I have things to do. And Moses alone shall come near the Lord, but they shall not come nigh. Neither shall the people go up with him. All right, Moses, we're going to get you guys up here. We're going to have you guys come afar. And But Moses, I'm only really going to talk to you, which would make me think if I'm one of the elders of Israel, I would think it's a big waste of time just to walk all the way near there and just have one of us walk up. Now, maybe they get a better seat, and maybe they can almost hear some of the words coming off of maybe a eventual other burning bush or shrubbery or palm tree or whatever. Um, maybe that's, you know, worth it enough. I mean, they didn't have to pay for it, which is nice. It's a lot cheaper than Disneyland, so there we go. Uh, and Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord hath said we will do. All right, sounds fair. Okay, fine. I guess we can follow that. There's 200,000 of us, men, women, and beasts. Um, you know, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, and Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and builded an altar under the hill. And twelve pillars, according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Very cool, very nice. I'm picturing in my head a much smaller version of Moria from Lord of the Rings. I bet it was pretty cool. And Moses, oh, he wrote all the twelve things. Okay, so, uh, and he sent young men of the children of Israel, which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen unto the Lord. Not a bad idea. You just made an altar, and you want to make sure that your uh, eventual altar is sanctified. We are pleasing unto the God, and we are making the twelve pillars here. We are going to make the altar, and it's going to be a good time. Total sanctuary, uh, and sanctioning everything, and making a good celebration out of everything. I like it. Let's keep on going. Uh, and Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Okay, so again, that is an idea of sacrifice. You're killing a lot of oxen. you got a lot of blood to go through. You might want to start sprinkling the sacrifice or part of it onto other places. Seems a little pagan to me, but hey, you know, you got to have some little, uh, 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 fucking, um, like a Venn diagram, some uh, crossover. There we go. Uh, Any, let's see. And he sent the children. Oh, hold on! I rose early in the morning. And he sent young men of the children of Israel, which offered burnt offerings and sacrifices. Peace. Oh shit! I I've already read that. Uh, and he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, "All that the Lord hath said, we will do and be obedient." Great. Everybody's on board. Everybody's doing it. This is great. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord hath made with you concerning these words. Very metal. I have blood on you right now. I am reading the book of the covenant. Blood in your face. Blood in your face. 
Um, and Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people. Oh, fuck. Uh, then went up Moses and Aaron and Nabab and Abuhu and Abuhibu and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw God of Israel. And there was under his feet as it were a paved work of a sapphire stone. And as it were the body of heaven in his clearness. Okay, so he's standing on a giant sapphire. Big old blue thing. And there's God. I am here. And he's probably sounding very much like, uh, I'm going to think James Earl Jones. Maybe your God voice is different, but James Earl Jones has the voice of that. Maybe Christopher Lee. You know, Saruman or whatever. I'm not going to judge, but I'm going to probably feel like it's a deep, 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 deep deep voice of a guy just saying <sighs> and upon the nobles of the children of israel he laid not his hand but his massive cock i lied uh he laid not his hand uh also they saw god and did eat and drink okay so they had a nice little feast with god up there i guess and the lord said unto moses come up to me into the mount and be there and i will give thee tables of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. Uh, didn't I already write those and put the laws into the the thing? I'm just I'm just being sure. But you know what? If you if you want to make some more, I mean that's that's fine, I guess. Why not? Alright. And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua and Moses went up into the Mount of God. Joshua, I told you not to fucking go. He asked for Moses, right? He just asked for Moses. Why would you bring another guy? Why would you bring it? Uh, maybe he didn't describe. Maybe uh, maybe Moses is really good at writing, but he's not really good at like taking down stuff in stone. We need a chiseler here. We need a guy who can chisel the fuck. A chiseler, uh, which eventually became like uh, I'm. Uh, isn't there a chip called like a chiseler? I don't know. And he said unto his elders, Tarry ye here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. As if they have any sort of answers, Aaron and Hur, H-U-R, who has not really been mentioned much before, especially that Mbob and boo-boo-hoo-boo-boo-boo. Um, you know, what have they really done? And they were there. Great. Come on to Aaron and, and her and you can discuss matters. Why do my sandals hurt? And I don't know. Other shit. Um, we're putting Aaron and her in charge. Okay. And Moses went up to the mount and a cloud covered the mount. So you couldn't look through it. It was foggy as fuck. And the glory of God abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day, he called out unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. It took him six days to figure shit out, and on the seventh day, he's sitting in his recliner and goes, Moses, you should come over. Hang on. It'll be great. And uh, the sight of the glory of the Lord was like uh, devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. He likes fire a lot. Our God is a God of fire and sevens. Sevens and fire it is. I enjoy it, I think. Oh, I'm knocking my microphone around a lot. Holy shit. Um, still, come up here. God, sit. Okay. And then six days passed, and the seventh God said, All right, I'm, uh, I'm ready for you. Dumb. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got up... Get him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. Okay. So we did the fiery burning bush thing again, which was fun. 
I'm all for fiery burning things. I'm all about bush too. Not really. Ooh, that's a deep thing. Hey, we all learned a little bit about John today. Um, yeah, those are the two chapters. And this is a drunk episode, which I probably could have gotten a bit drunker. Let's not lie about that. But I have a feeling that when I do this again, if I get a call for another drunk episode, uh, I'm going to have some friends here doing this because it's starting to get kind of interested. I just got to find the right time to do it. And I'm probably going to do it on my phone, so it's not going to sound as nearly as maybe as good as this. It might. I don't know. I might just go like, fuck, man. Why don't I just start doing this on my fucking phone? It, you know, it might work out really well. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that was the two chapters. We have more some rural rules and things. Uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, maybe some requests, uh, and maybe some insights, please feel free to email me at accordingtostupid at gmail.com. You can also find me on the Twitter space at accordtostupid, um, and so on. Tell your friends, review the things on the iTunes, which is nice. Um, I think we're everywhere, you know, at least the popular places. Um, so, ugh, yeah, ugh, I'm belching all over the place. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys. Uh, well, you'll hear from me on Tuesday and probably Thursday again. It'll be a good time. You guys are great. Love you big. Thanks so much for listening. Truly appreciate it. I'm going to go drink some more. Toodle ooh. Hey. Hey, 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 shut up. Listen. Uh, you, you need to go to bensound.com. That's where I got all my music, and that's really important when you need music and stuff. So go check them out. It'd be cool, right? Do it. Please, just, okay? <laughs>